Wing is an original production of the Sorcerer Radio Network. Sorcerer Radio. Howdy, folks. Please keep your hands and arms inside the train and remain seated at all times. Flap some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. I am Buzz Lightyear. I come in peace. Let's make some magic. All right, cut the chatter. You're listening to DW60. Welcome to the program. It's DW60's Press Row, however you may be listening. Sorcerer Radio, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen and get your podcast, we're glad you're here to find out what is happening over at the Walt Disney World Resort. It is Jeff and Nicole here with you. We did it. Happy Friday. Another week down as we near the end of 2022, honestly. Crazy that it's it's sneaking up so fast. Oh yeah. I saw um, someone say this week they were like, I'm kind of done with Halloween. What? Like they were like ready for Christmas. And I wanted to be like, Well yeah, that's what happens when you live in Orlando and Halloween started <laughs> in August. Done with Halloween. It, it, it's a 10 days away. We, we haven't had Halloween yet. I mean, come on. Oh, my. This is your first Halloween at our house. It is. I was not here last year. I was on a carnival cruise. Um, I left on Halloween. You did. Ironically. I, I literally left on Halloween. Uh, did not get to see the truckloads of kids coming to the house and and grabbing uh, Halloween candy and stuff like this and everything else. But uh, I'll be here this year. I've already got my costume ready to uh, scare a few children here and there, you know, as as needed on Halloween. I keep going back and forth if I'm going to dress up or not. I mean, I have like a T-shirt or like a spirit jersey or something I can wear, um, but I don't usually dress up in a costume because like we just sit at home and, and hand out candy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I guess I get it if you're in, you know, the Orlando area, you're you're seeing just Halloween just plastered everywhere. And it's been for a long time. It has been. Like I mean, you're on month three of Halloween. Since August. Yeah. Really. And then you throw in Halloween Horror Nights and everything else that's going on. I get it. But then come November, you're going to start seeing, you know, the holiday stuff, Christmas and everything else. Christmas is never long enough. Ever, everywhere. It's just going to be everywhere. And they're going to be saying, oh, gosh, when does Valentine's Day get here? When does Easter get here? When do- oh, I'm sure <laughs> yeah. Hobby Lobby already has Valentine's Day. You think so? Already? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know. They still have to get rid of the fall stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, they don't uh, have Halloween. They just have fall. Yeah, that's why I said fall stuff. Yeah. And, and But the Christmas section of Hobby Lobby continues to grow every weekend. Yes. It's like... It takes up one more aisle in the store every weekend. It's crazy. But today is October the 21st, 10 days away from Halloween. Are you ready? Have you got all of your candy ready to go? Have you got all of your party supplies ready to go? Are you going to the Walt Disney World Resort for a Halloween experience? That would be so much fun. That is my like bucket list Disney trip. 
is to be there the week of Halloween so that it, you see Halloween and Christmas. That would be, uh, yeah, that I is kind of cool. Yeah, because yeah. November first yeah. to be there for that transition Christmas. and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I get I could I could do that. Yeah, and I would love to like sit in the lobby at either the Grand Floridian or Wilderness Lodge and like watch them put the tree up overnight. Have you ever seen that? I've seen the like time lapse time lapse version. Yeah, yeah, that would be so cool. Hello to our Instagram audience watching us live over on Instagram right now. Uh, somebody asked, what costume is this, Jeff? I will be Michael Myers this year. Mm-hmm. Michael Myers. You've been wanting to be Michael Myers. I have for a long time. Never been Michael Myers in all my years. And I, I, I think, and don't take me wrong when I say this, <laughs> I can relate to the character of Michael Myers a lot. I'm terrified. <laughs> Should I be afraid? Do I need to sleep with one eye open? Uh, no, 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 don't, don't be terrified because he's a very quiet person. Mm-hmm. I am a very quiet person. Yes, believe it or not. I okay. know you hear like us talk on the show. In real life, Jeff is very reserved. Yes. I wouldn't say yeah. quiet. You're not quiet, but uh, you're like, reserved. Well, I mean, I consider myself quiet. You know, I, I just, I don't say a lot. Mm-hmm. Doing this right here, I, you know, I could talk all day. Right. I have no problem, with, you know, doing this. But just in general, you know, I'm not real big on large crowds and stuff like that. But I go to Disney. Not the social Cold, butterfly. Not the biggest social butterfly. But, that's me. You know, that's, I leave that to you. But yeah. I, I relate real good with Michael Myers, with him being a quiet person. I'm a quiet person. I just don't do the other things that he does. Right. The the murdering. Well, I, I one thing he does do that I do a lot of is watch. Mm-hmm. I do like to people watch. So I guess that's two things that me and Michael have in common, I guess. But yeah, Michael Myers this year. Did you finish The Watcher? I have not finished that yet. Yeah. On Netflix? No. Got past the first episode, really enjoyed it, and probably going to finish it maybe this weekend. I don't know. But I've been watching plenty of scary movies getting ready for Halloween. Yes. A lot of them. (laughs) Finished up my Haunted Mansion Lego set yesterday while I was watching a couple of scary movies. Mm -hmm. That turned out really nice. That was a birthday present Nicole got for me back in August. Yeah. I'm just now getting around to finishing it. But I spent like two and a half hours yesterday just sitting there putting little itsy-bitsy Legos together. And well, we've just had a very low-key week that yeah. had time for stuff like that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But we are here to do Disney news. We've got a lot to get to this week. Let's get started. So we've been talking about Halloween, but I'm going to jump right into Christmas just a little bit. Because, you know, when you're planning Walt Disney World vacation, Disneyland, you always have to think ahead. So... I wanted to share that if you are thinking, if you're even contemplating about maybe possibly making a trip for Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, the dates are already selling out. So November 8th, 10th, 11th, and 22nd, as well as December 18th, are already sold out for Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. Random. Very random. So... For sellout dates already. It's the first three dates... The 8th is the first. First three dates. The 22nd is um, the week of Thanksgiving. 
And then December 18th is very strange. Yeah, that is a strange one. I don't know about that one. But um, yeah, but the the first three, (laughs) the first date, the last date, and then like right around holidays are usually um, like really, really popular. So I could see, you know, the the 27th and 29th being the next ones to sell out probably of November, like the the week of Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And then I'm shocked that the ones at the end have not started selling out. Are um, those the ones that are priced the highest? Correct. Yeah. Correct. That would be, I think that would be a reason. Yeah, that might have something to do with it. Yeah. If you are a Walt Disney World Pass holder from October 20th, which was yesterday, through the 31st, you can now enjoy a special 25% discount on select regularly purchased merchandise on Shop Disney. So I would definitely take advantage of this. I know we just talked about some price increases, (laughs) which is a convenient time for them to also increase the pass holder discount. But... Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, it's a good time to take advantage of this, especially if you um, are going to work on Christmas presents. Now is a good time to, to make those purchases. If you possibly maybe know somebody whose birthday is in November, might be a good time to buy stuff for them. Uh, like me. Um, but yes, if you're a Disney <laughs> pass holder, uh, not just Walt Disney World, if you're a, a Disney Parks annual pass holder, Shop Disney is now offering 25% off through the end of the month for you. So definitely take advantage of that and let us know if you buy anything good. As we talk, continue to talk about planning for upcoming Walt Disney World um, vacations, Run Disney shared events, um, their dates for their events for the 2023 to 2024 season. So we know that the Wine and Dine Half Marathon Weekend is going to be November 2nd through the 5th of 2023. They shared that the Walt Disney World Marathon is going to be January 3rd through the 7th of 2024. Princess Half Marathon Weekend is February 22nd to the 25th of 2024. And then the Springtime Surprise is April 18th through the 21st of 2024. The one thing that I see that's missing from this is they said that I think it was 2023 that Run Disney's coming back to Disneyland. Oh, yeah. They should have put that on there. Right. But they haven't. There's been no races or anything announced. So we'll see, you know, what gets added to the Run Disney schedule. But I guess this may just be Walt Disney World 2023, 2024 events. Somebody in the Instagram chat had a quick question about the last three you talked about for um, pass holders getting that 25% discount. How do you get the discount specifically? There's usually, um, so you'll Is it sign- tied to your Disney account? Yes. Okay. Yes. So you'll want to sign into Shop Disney with your normal Disney, My Disney Experience account, which is going to be the same login information as typically as Disney Plus. If you have ESPN Plus, Disney Plus, My Disney Experience, it should all be the same login information. Okay. But if you use that to sign into your Disney account and shop Disney, your pass holder discount and any other applicable discounts. So if you're a DVC, if you have a Disney Visa card, anything like that should also apply. Should automatically do it for you, correct? Correct. Okay, good. All right. Nice to know. Yeah. And that also... um, applies to when you use mobile checkout in the parks 
Okay. If you do the mobile checkout from your app in, say, World of Disney, your annual pass holder discount or DVC discount or Disney Visa member discount will automatically apply on there as well. So you don't have to go to the checkout line just to get your discount. Okay. Good information. Yeah. We learned of another restaurant that is reopening this year over at Walt Disney World. I always say this wrong. Oshkosh Bagosh. Oshkosh Bagosh. I don't know. Usually I'm pretty good with with the pronunciation. But this not one's this tough. One. Yeah. But the Royal Banquet Hall over in the Norway Pavilion is going to be reopening with its very, very popular princess character dining. There's not uh, really a place to see princesses in character dining right now. But this is, you know, long time waiting. People have been waiting, waiting for this to come back. And it has been a lounge sort of for um, Florida Blue Cross Blue Shield members. It was a mask relaxation zone for a while. So the space has been being used, but now the dining is returning. So this dining experience will reopen on November 4th. And the um, reservations will be available beginning October 24th, which is going to be this upcoming Monday. Hold up. Yes. Is this the same spot which was a relaxation station during our honeymoon? Yes. I figured that's what it was. Okay. Now I remember this place. We sat in there and drank margaritas. That's right. We did. That is (laughs) (laughs) Because it was raining like crazy outside. Mm -hmm. And we were trying to get inside so we could enjoy our margaritas. And take off our mask for a while. Right, because that was still when you had to wear them outside. That's right. That's right. Okay. And it was hot and it was September and it was raining. So it was really nice to be in there and there was nobody around. (laughs) Yeah, there was nobody else in there with us. It's like one other person, I think. Maybe two. But yeah, so reservations will open on Monday, October the 24th, and the dining will reopen on November the 4th. I have heard that it will reopen only initially as dinner. But um, previously they had more, like they had breakfast and stuff too. So sure, yeah. I'm sure that it yeah. will will reopen with all the meals eventually. But uh, I've heard initially that it's only going to be dinner. Okay. So if you're interested in that, get your reservations on Monday. And last but not least, this was some big news that we have been waiting for. Previously we had the year, then we had the season, <laughs> and we had the month. Oh, now and now we day. have the day. Yay. Now we know the day that Fantasmic will be returning to Disney's Hollywood Studios. And it will rejoin the uh, entertainment schedule over there on November the 3rd. So November the 3rd for Fantasmic and November the 4th for Asher House. So they shared that, again, it's re- returning. Sorry, I have like... Some stuff going on with my mouth. <laughs> November the 3rd. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how else to explain it. <clears throat> That's a thing. You know. That's some stuff. Yeah. Um, so returning on November the 3rd, we also learned, we learned this at, uh, not T23, we learned this at Destination D, that there were going to be some new sequences included in the show, including scenes from Moana, Mulan, Aladdin, Pocahontas, and Frozen 2. Disney Parks blog shared that in bringing Fantasmic back, we have a brand new scene that we're calling our Disney Heroes scene. We get to see some new characters introduced to Fantasmic, and we get to show their stories in a new, unique way, utilizing a combination of projections, lasers, and new lighting. 
through this entire sequence, we go on a journey with our heroes and we see them faced with a decision and how hard that can be for them. Then watch as they find that strength within themselves to push through in a truly spectacular way. The new hero sequence will feature a high-energy Aladdin chase with stunts never before seen on the Fantasmic stage, a powerful scene with Elsa set to the song Show Yourself that is sure to thaw the most frozen of hearts, and stirring moments with Pocahontas, Moana, and Mulan. So I'm excited to see new characters, new stories, and I'm glad that Pocahontas is still going to be in Fantasmic because Pocahontas doesn't get a lot in the parks. I finally have a reason to go and see Fantasmic again. I love Fantasmic. After the first two or three times, I went, I'm kind of done. And it stayed like that for years and years and years and years. Now here we are, something new. Right. Something fresh. Remember last week's conversation? Nothing new, nothing fresh. Well, Value for your dollar, you know, stuff like that. Something else that we mentioned last week was things that needed attention. Yeah. <laughs> things that needed updating. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Fantasmic was one of those. It was fine. Yeah. There was nothing wrong with it, but this is a hopefully positive upgrade, you know, modification to to the show. So I'm excited. I'm sure we'll see lots of live streams. Oh, uh, Erica in our Instagram chat said, you better get your park reservations ASAP. Yeah. Because annual pass holder park reservations for November 3rd are already gone at Disney's Hollywood Studios. That in a couple of days after, I believe, too. Yeah. So, so if you're yeah. an annual pass holder, you better make a hotel reservation. <laughs> because park reservations are gone for those days. Get on top of it. Yeah. But if you are sure that you want to see Fantasmic and you want to make sure that you get a spot, that you get a good viewing angle, and you don't run the risk of the show reaching occupancy, Disney is also bringing back Fantasmic dining packages. What is better than food and fireworks together? Food in a show, food in a show. <laughs> right. Exactly. These dining packages will consist of an entree and appetizer or dessert at select full-service restaurants or one full buffet along with a non-alcoholic beverage. And it also includes a voucher for guaranteed seating at Fantasmic in the reserved area. So over at 50's Primetime Cafe, um, you can do the dining package for $51 for adults and $22 for children. At Hollywood and Vine, you can do the Disney Junior Breakfast for $54 for adults and $36 for children, or do lunch and dinner for $71 for adults and $47 for children. Mama Melrose is also participating. $54 for adults and $22 for children. Sci-Fi Dine-In is $49 for adults and $22 for children. And then the Hollywood Brown Derby is $73 for adults and $29 for children. And again, at those table service restaurants, it's an entree and your choice of either an appetizer or a dessert or a buffet with a non-alcoholic beverage. You know, they're really not making this choice very easy. No. At all. Because I know for a fact that sci-fi has got some great food. Mm -hmm. We know for a fact Hollywood Brown Derby has some phenomenal food. I don't know a lot about 50s Primetime because I haven't been there, but everybody rant and raves about it. Right. Hollywood and Vine, never been there. I have heard that the food is delicious. 
And I love the themed character dining. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Especially yeah. for families with smaller children, having the option of the breakfast buffet being Disney Junior characters. That is a great way to see those characters without having to wait for meet and greets. You had a choice. Which one would you pick? Um, Probably the Brown Derby. Yeah. I yeah. just really love it. <laughs> that uh, Wagyu burger that I had. Yeah, I don't know that it's Ooh, there anymore. Not there anymore, I don't but think. But it's delicious. My gosh, it was so good. But I really want to try 50s, and I really want to try Hollywood and Vine. I think 50s is my top next try at Hollywood Studios. And I'm interested if the New York strip at Sci-Fi is still as good as it was when we were there. Oh, you cut it with a fork. Because we had oh. five adults who all got the New York strip and all thought it was delicious. Well, that's because we had the dining plan at the time. Right, 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 right. But to have five people order a steak and it all, all five steaks be good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, we got two months left in 2022. Right. And we have not heard anything about the dining plan yet. And what did they say? We'd, they said that we would hear information in 2022. Oh, where's that information? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Didn't have that. Well, we don't have a season or a month, <laughs> so we got to get that before we can get the day. Okay, so maybe maybe they'll tell us on, um, I don't know, December 27th, 28th? Who knows? I, I don't know. It's hard to keep up with. It really is. That all sounds really good. Doesn't it? This, uh, this package for Fantasmic is uh, something I would definitely take advantage of. Right, because you can see how popular it's going to be by the way that park, preservation, park Pass reservations are going. So if you're really dead set on seeing the show, this is an excellent way to reserve your seat because yep. there is no other way. When they say reserved area, you're going to have a good seat. Mm-hmm. You might be in the splash zone. Well, I don't know. I don't know if this new show has a splash zone, but the old one did. Yeah, the old one did, but uh, who knows if this one's going to or not, so... All good stuff. All good stuff. We're going to take a break. When we come back, more Disney news right here on DW60. Ready for some fun in the Disney parks? Don't forget your Sorcerer Radio gear. The Sorcerer Radio Shop has everything you need to show your SR pride in the parks. Pins, shirts, hats, and more. Before you begin your vacation, stop by the Sorcerer Radio Shop at srsounds.com slash shop. 50 years of magic has transformed the entire Walt Disney World Resort into the world's most magical celebration. Have big fun being small in the new Remy's Ratatouille Adventure and feel the unifying magic of Disney music in the new nighttime spectacular, Harmonious. Come celebrate today. Contact Magical Park Vacations to book your Disney vacation today. Call 585-662-3686 or visit MagicalParkVacations.com. CW60 here on Sorcerer Radio, srsounds.com. Make sure to check out the SRN Top 10 every single Monday, 8 a.m. Eastern Time over on Sorcerer Radio at srsounds.com. Find out what the top 10 songs are on the station that uh, you voted for throughout the week. It's been very Halloween heavy. It's going to be even more Halloween heavy this next week, I guarantee it. And then the following Monday, probably Halloween heavy again. Yes, because it'll be Halloween. Yeah. Maybe it'll be a spooky top ten. 
Or maybe, you know, every spooky once in a while. Spooky Topkins. Spooky, spooky, spooky Topkins. Every once in a while, we get a bizarro top 10 where it's like the 10 songs <laughs> with the least amount of votes. Oh, yeah, that one, that was pretty good. Those are always fun. So <laughs> you get like um, two brothers on their way. Like those like random ones. From, like, that like. like you know, one person voted for in the middle of the night on bedtime Disney. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Driving in their semi, going down ninety five. You know, <laughs> I love this song. It's like contemporary <laughs> lobby music or something. Like, <laughs> uh, aside from all that, we still have more Disney headlines. I'm gonna start calling these lightning lane headlines because I got to go through them fast. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you it's know? just been like rapid news, like just information that we need to tell you because it's important, but it's not like a discussion. Lightning Lane News. Doesn't cost you anything on this show. (laughs) No, this is the the free gene. This is the free version of Lightning Lane News. (laughs) Oh, golly. Okay. Let's get to it. All right. So Disney decided to, you know, kind of uh, rethink things on a very controversial decision that was, you know, when it came to cast members and it was a choice between the main gate pass that they get for like theme park admission, stuff like that, or they could choose a Disney plus bundle subscription. Well, guess what? In 2023 cast members are going to get both. I can't even begin to understand as to why it would even be a question between the two for me specifically. If I'm a cast member and I'm at Walt Disney world, I'm going to want that theme park admission. That's just me. The only problem was it's just all the blackout dates that cast members have had to deal with previously. I don't know what that's going to be like in 2023. Now, for others, they love Disney+. Plus. They love all the shows, the Marvel, the Star Wars, everything else that they can enjoy. And enjoy it more than theme park admission. But now they get both. Right. And they're deserving of both. Exactly. There's no reason as to why they should have had... Well, I take that back. Maybe they made them choose because of all the blackout dates cast members had to deal with when it came to getting in the theme parks. I don't think either of these things cost the company enough to warrant them having to choose one or the other. That's true. That's true. Now, the uh, park's main entrance pass, it does grant cast members uh, the opportunity if they want to take family members and friends to the theme parks for free. Of course, there are blackout dates, uh, restrictions that apply to all of this and everything else. Uh, Whatever it is. They're going to get to uh, do both. And this is just fantastic. So congrats to all the cast members starting in 2023. You get both. Enjoy your uh, Disney Plus as well, because there is a lot of great stuff on Disney Plus. This was an interesting story that came out this past week. There are a couple of Walt Disney World annual pass holders that are suing the Walt Disney World Resort because of its Park Pass reservation system. According to the lawsuit that was filed this past week in the U.S. District Court's Orlando Division, there was two anonymous pass holders. We'll call them A and B, okay? Their argument is this. They argue that park passes required for all guests and people, of course. You can book those on days when they're available for single-day tickets. And because of this, even pass holders who have no blockout dates whatsoever may not be able to enter the theme parks whenever they wish, which is the normal concept of what 
and at this specific you know level of annual pass holder is the incredible pass. Yeah, you should be able to go at any time that you want to, no restrictions whatsoever. Three hundred and sixty-five days a year, you are open to go to the parks. Mm-hmm. This is what they had to say: "Quote, Disney's conduct is a predatory business practice." aimed at exploiting the customers who support it the most, its annual pass holders. Disney abused a global pandemic to take advantage of its own loyal customers and increase its revenue. Now, let's... Annual annual pass holder A says they paid about $633 per pass for themselves and their family as well. Pass holder B said they paid $68 a month each month for their passes on an installment plan. Obviously, Florida residents. Mm-hmm. Okay. Both of them purchased it with, you know, realizing that um, with the, that they would have access to the park, no restrictions whatsoever. Basically, that's what it is. So that's what the lawsuit is. This is what Disney said in reply to this lawsuit. It's very interesting. Annual pass holders continue to be some of our biggest fans and most loyal guests. We've been upfront with pass holders about the updates we've made, and we've offered them the flexibility to opt in or opt out of the program early in the pandemic, including refunds if they desired. This lawsuit mischaracterizes the program and its history, and we will respond further in court. What do you think about this? So Does this remind you of the Disneyland? I was going to say, they tried to do this in Disneyland. Yeah. And it didn't work. Yeah, it didn't work. I don't think there's any, like, there's going to be any outcome of it. I don't think that they can say that it's been misrepresented because Disney has always been very thorough in their fine print. Right? That is true. My concern is, especially when it comes to what you, you know, told everybody, the Incredipass. Mm-hmm. No blockout dates whatsoever. At this point, Disney is already gone on the record and said the reservation system is here to stay for the foreseeable future. And even though they're letting people renew their current passes... Should Disney not adjust the price for that specific pass to say, hey, look, there may be times when you can't get in because of the reservation system. No blockout dates with the exception of blah, 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 blah in the verbiage. Should Disney go that route or just keep saying, you want to pay it, pay it. But here's the possibility of what could happen. No, I think the thing is you can always get in to the parks you just there's just an the the element of spontaneity is what is different yeah that's true park reservations are available for incredipass holders every single day but they will sell out so you do have to plan in advance if you plan in advance however you know far you need to plan you can go any day that you want that is true it's available. It just takes some Planning. extra steps. Yeah, yeah. That you didn't have to do in the past, which again, I understand their frustration, but I don't think there's any merit to the lawsuit because no, yeah. the, the ability to get in the parks is there. 
It is. It is. It's just not on demand like it was. If you don't like it that much, if you're so upset with the reservation system, why do you keep shelling out money to Disney? Mm-hmm. Why? Hoping it'll change. I just... I, is that that park pass just so near and dear to you that you can't let it go? Oh, I said it. Oh, let it go. Let it go. Let it go. But but I, I if if we had annual passes, even if we weren't able to use them, I don't think we would let them lapse because you can't get them back. <laughs> we know this to be true. <laughs> we were literally a week away from buying our new passes at Disney. Just canceled them mm-hmm. no more available no more so that was interesting um i don't think anything's going to happen in court so i think they're barking up the wrong tree here disney is usually pretty good in court so yeah not going to happen disney world is continuing to see some labor issues when it comes to shortages um stuff like that a lot of people not coming to work at walt disney world apparently or losing a lot of cast members mm-hmm. could be either or uh, but that is going to affect some multiple character meet and greets that are going to be suspended starting on Sunday, October the 23rd. Now, the affected character, characters will include Minnie Mouse at Town Square Theater over in the Magic Kingdom. Then in the International Gateway at Epcot, you're going to have Donald and Daisy Duck and Max at Disney's Hollywood Studios as well. And maybe some others. You just never know. I think this is like a reallocation of staffing, and I hope it's to bring back character dining. I hope so. That's my that's my thinking, is that they're doing this to be able to reopen some more character dining. Because is there is there a particular character dining that you're like waiting for it to come back? Me specifically? Mm-hmm. Not really. I cannot for the life of me understand well, why 1900 Park yeah, Fair why 1900 Park yeah. Fair isn't back yeah that one yeah that one definitely yeah because that the is the last monorail resort with no character dining that's true yeah that one needs to come back yeah like so good and so, so many such good. a variety of characters yes. Mary Poppins Winnie the Pooh Cinderella like, yeah yeah so good and over, the food is good. Over the Magic Kingdom, construction once again has resumed on the train tracks whoop, whoop. at the Walt Disney World Railroad Fantasyland Station. These things have been under construction and or refurbishment, whatever you want to call it, since 2020. That's how long this has taken over. No, the railroad? Yeah. 2018. Well, specifically Fantasyland. Oh, this like, section of it. Yeah, yeah. that section of it. So, I mean, yeah, 2018 since the Tron light cycle run construction started you know the railroad yeah. shut down this area has started and then they just stopped for whatever reason mm-hmm. but they've been testing the railroad engines uh, recently within the past couple of months they've been tested this is just one other step to get us back to a full working you know railroad pretty much because the tron construction is what's holding everything up so i guess maybe there's just a part of them that said we don't need to do it right now let's focus on a couple of other things We'll get back to this later. It ain't running anyway. Right. So it's fine. It's fine. One of these days you'll hear that. Oh, I heard it once. At the Magic Kingdom. When I was there in February. It stopped me in my tracks. (laughs) Yeah. 
I was like, what? It's an interesting rumor coming out of Epcot right now. And I'm going to probably say that this is one of those true rumors. I, I really do see this happening. There are some that are saying that Disney executives have officially canceled Epcot's Play Pavilion and will completely abandon the project. Not going to happen. There has not been any mention of this project from Imagineers, from executives, anybody, or even during the Parks panel at the D23 Expo. Nobody has talked about about this. Even weeks after the D23 Expo, during the 40th anniversary for Epcot, the map that was given to everybody, the, the pavilion logo was even featured on the map and on Epcot 40th merchandise. Right. That's what I'm saying. Which is still available right now. Mm-hmm. Weird. I mean, they're not going to tear it down. I, I don't think they're going to tear it down. But from what the rumor is, the company has just officially just abandoned the whole thing. Because apparently there were some layoffs back around the time when pandemic, you know, you know, shutdown was happening and they opened things opened back up. They had to let some people go. A lot of these people were involved in the play pavilion. Right. Well, and they lost some Imagineers and when they moved yeah. campuses. Yeah, exactly. So maybe there's just not enough people left to work on this and the ideas are not there. The question is, does it surprise you that Disney possibly has made this decision? I think And at the same time, what do you think will become of the old Wonders of Life Pavilion? I don't know that I believe that it's abandoned. I just think it's not a priority right now. Like, there's so many more construction projects that are happening that are you know, that affect the the flow of the park, like the function of the park, right? Like, this is kind of off off to the side. Um, maybe wouldn't be like a huge people eater anyways. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. there are definitely bigger projects that they're in the middle of that are going to dramatically improve the guest experience at the parks once they're finished that need their attention and resources right now. Absolutely. I This was, if Disney has decided that they're just not going to do this at all, I'm hoping that the inside of the Wonders of Life Pavilion is not too torn up. The reason I say that is this. That building was a fantastic location for a festival center Mm -hmm. when it came to food and wine, whatever you want to call it. They had cooking classes in there, wine tastings in there, all kinds of demonstrations, so on and so on. My thought was, and I I know that there's another building over there in the World Showcase that they do use, you know, sometimes for festivals. The show place. Right. And this new, you know, pavilion area for, you know, Epcot that's being built right now is supposed mm-hmm. to house some of that as well. But just what if, and I love this idea, what if you turn the Wonders of Life Pavilion into not only a demonstration, you know, shopping area or whatever, but what if you also turn it into a restaurant featuring some of the foods that you can buy in the World Showcase, but as actual meals. Like an entree-sized portion. Like an entree, exactly. And you're not just getting a very small portion 
at an inflated price. You're getting an actual plate of food the way it was meant to be experienced. Mm -hmm. And not just teasing your palate, but fulfilling the taste of what you're getting. Even if it was like prefix. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And this could change at different times. Like food and wine, for instance, there's so many different things to choose from. Mm -hmm. One month, it could be this country or... It could be this specific country for two weeks or whatever. There's a lot of different options and ways that you could go about doing this. I mean, they could do like continents. And they or, could, yeah. You know, stuff like that. You know, they have the booths that change throughout the festival. Exactly. The menus could here too. You know, you're obviously able to cook all these things and, and, and change things up as the festivals go. And this includes, you know, Flower and Garden and all the other festivals. Epcot is a festival year-long thing. Right. It's, it's going on all year. And to have that opportunity to sit down in a very nice building, mm-hmm. lots of great natural lighting. And Tons you could, of room. Lots of room. You could theme it very well at night with all kinds of different lights strung around, you know, with tables. Enjoy, you know, a glass of wine with it or a beer or whatever. But really get to experience these flavors of the season. And I don't is, think is basically what it is. Necessarily that Epcot needs another restaurant. But I think people love these food booths so much that being able to experience them differently yeah. would be huge. I, I just I, I don't want this ba- building co- to, to continue to be what it has for so many years and just underutilized. You spent all that money creating a very unique building. The Wonders of Life Pavilion is very unique. Right. Why not continue to utilize it? Because it's such a fantastic space. It's I think so I've been great. inside there like maybe twice. Yeah. Yeah. When we went and picked up coasters. Oh, yeah. I do. I think I, think I remember that. Yeah. I remember, I remember when they used to give annual passholder stuff? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Back in the day. <laughs> Back in the day when things were free for being an annual passholder. Yeah. All right, that is all of my lightning lane news. Let's keep on going. A former Disney employee was arrested stealing thousands of dollars of theme park property. Was arrested at Disney World for refusing to have his temperature taken. Arrested back in April for trespassing on Disney World's Discovery Island. She got off the boat to get a cucumber. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. I'm going to go through this one really fast. There was a 13-year-old girl in Orlando. It was reported that she was spit on, literally spit on, over at Star Wars Rise of the Resistance queue. Now, this is simply because her and her father apparently fell back in line a little bit because somebody had to go to the bathroom or do whatever, got back in line, got to the you know pre-show area, decided to move up to where their family was, the person in line didn't like it very much, took a big swig of his water and literally spit water into the face of a 13-year-old girl for just wanting to move up and get with their family. Like, it was going to keep him from getting on the attraction. Is it irritating? Yes. Yeah. But is it, like, worth that? No. No. You know, and... And there's so much going on when you're there that, like, when they, when they, you know, squeeze past you, it's like, ugh. Like, because, again, you're like, dang it. Like, they're, like, 
you know, it does feel like, are they really meeting up with their family or, you know, what are they doing? Whatever. But there's so much going on that like half a second later, you're like, oh my God, look at that. Yeah. You're like, you're like, move on to the next thing. It's just not worth it. So obviously when this happened, you know, she said to her father, somebody just spit water in my face. He went and got security. Security escorted everybody off the attraction. They did not press any charges, but the man who did spit the water into the girl's face did receive a trespass warning from Disney. And he left the park, got in his vehicle, and went back back home. So it ain't worth it, folks. No. Don't do that, please. That's just one, rude. Two, nasty. And and just so many other things. It's just... I just... It's just a good way to start a fight. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Just like that fight they had in Fantasyland. Because some people needed to move up in line to where their family was. Right. They'd left their phone in the stroller or whatever. Huge brawl happened right there in Fantasyland. You know, it's the same I mean, type of situation. As a parent, like a good way for me to like throw hands is if you, my kid tells me you spit on them. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to swing. Yeah. Yeah. Going to happen. <laughs> okay. We do have, uh, guess what? What? We have emails. 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 I love emails. Let's do some emails for this week. Um, a lot of this stuff is coming off the, uh, you know, stuff that we talked about last week during the show. We're going to go through these real fast. We don't have a lot of time. First one is from Lisa. She says, hi, Jeff and Nicole. Hello. Love the show. And it's a great way to start my Friday. I'm commenting on the price increases you talked about. We were planning on doing a late 2023 trip. And with all the changes and costs of everything going up, I'm seriously rethinking going at all. We may plan on going someplace else for a family trip with the granddaughter. We had been planning for a trip when she turned 10, and it is really hard to see the value of going anymore. When my friend and I were there last October, we both commented on how out of hand the prices were getting, and it just continues to get worse. The value for the experienced just isn't there anymore. Thanks for all you do. That is from Lisa from up in Wisconsin. Thank you, Lisa. And it is. It's hard. Like, your dollar, I think the the most tangible example of this for us is grocery shopping. You come home and you (laughs) set all the groceries on the counter and you're like, I just spent however many hundreds of dollars and this is all I got. Right? And so the same thing, you go to Walt Disney World, you budget the same amount of money that you usually budget for a trip to Walt Disney World and then like five days into your seven day trip, it's gone. And you're like, whoa. I I haven't done anything different. I have, you know, because we're obviously creatures of habit, us Disney fans. So we eat at the same places, we buy the same food, we ride the same things, and it, the money just doesn't go as far. That is true. That is true. Next email comes from Courtney. She says, howdy, Jeff and Nicole. Hello. Howdy. Howdy. I just finished listening to the show this morning and had to stop working so I could send y'all an email. I apologize. This is a little long, but I wanted to share Firstly, I can't tell you how much I appreciate listening to you guys talk and discuss important things that affect us fans like dramatic price increases. It is so important to be real with people. I grew up in West Virginia where being wealthy meant being able to go to the Barnum and Bailey Circus when it was in town. My family wasn't too bad off, but my mom was putting herself through medical school. So vacations outside of visiting grandparents weren't really a thing. When I was 13, my best friend's family invited me to go on a road trip with them to 
Walt Disney World, I guess back in 2003. And it was one of the most incredible, incredible experiences of my life. Two 13-year-old girls let loose with 12 hours to get as much Disney in as possible. Scary. That sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. When I came home, I told my younger brothers all about it. We all begged my parents to take us. It wasn't until 2006 when my parents had finally saved up enough money to take us all as a family. After my mom finished her bachelor's, we were able to take a few more trips. Trips and magical memories were created, even though we were now mostly adult children, like my husband proposing to me on Christmas Eve on Pirates of the Caribbean. That's Love fantastic. It. That's, yeah. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> Flash forward, my husband and I have our son, Flynn, whom is y'all's biggest fan. We know about Flynn. We love Flynn. We love Flynn. Uh, and my parents have since paid uh, for several trips to include us in vacations to Walt Disney World and Disneyland. Always appreciate the fact that my parents do this. It's normally a Christmas gift to the whole family now because they can afford to go. But here's where my point comes in. It hurts my heart so much to know that I cannot provide the same kind of vacation for my son. My husband and I both work good jobs or not bad off by any means. But with Disney raising pricing the way they are, not even my parents. My mom, who is now completely completing her doctorate, and my dad, who makes three figures, can't even afford it. We have tried everything. Pricing, short vacations, cruises, bare minimum. The cost is still unattainable. We consider ourselves on the lower end of middle class, and the fact that Disney has outpriced everyone is in this bracket. It would seem that that it would seem that they only want elite in the parks. Those vacationing, not even locals, because it has come down to the almighty dollar. I never in a million years thought I would have to have a bad. I thought I would have a bad taste in my mouth about visiting a Disney park. But we are here. You want to finish the rest of this? Yeah, she said, I remember racing my brothers to see who could get to the Fast Pass machines at the end of the park first at Rope Drop while my parents waited for their coffee. And I don't want to be standing at the gate with my son's hand in mine and my nose have to be stuck in my phone to try and pay to be able to go on the rides. She said, Walt might have spent the last half of his life in the upper class, but he built the parks for everyone, for every family. And yes, with inflation, it wasn't cheap for family to go in the 60s but it's still more attainable than today. It hurts my heart to so much to see Disney cater to only those with, t- with thousands in disposable income and not the average family. The kids who see the commercials on Disney Channel and every day ask why they never get to go. Hurts my heart to know that the cost outweighs the experience my son would have. She goes, don't even get me started on the changes to, the, um, to DAS and my son's autism and sensory sensitivity not being a good enough reason for accommodations. I wish I knew that Disney was listening and cared, but at this point, it feels extremely moot. Like Jeff said, they're only going to change. They are not going to change these things, but we will always be a Disney family and we'll never stop watching videos or listening to podcasts. But I think our next vacations will be universal, especially once the new park opens, since we have a seven-year-old who is obsessed with Nintendo. My advice to Disney would be to listen to Jack Sparrow because that sort of thinking got us into this mess. I know this is super long already, but I wanted to include a late happy 10th anniversary to my husband, Derek. We planned on celebrating in Disneyland, but life happens. Much magical love to you both. Thank you for sharing your opinions and letting us share ours. And that is from Courtney. Thank you, Courtney. Appreciate that. She hit a lot of points here. Yes. I mean, a lot of points. And and when she talks about the middle class family wanting to vacation, I think that's and, where we a lot of us find ourselves yeah. in that that 
middle class. I mean, that is where the majority of people are. Yeah, that's true. I, I totally agree with you, hundred percent. It just, uh, yeah, she's just hitting a lot of good points mm-hmm. here, and and I I hope it, I really hope it gets better, not only for you and your family, and for Flynn as well, and your parents and everybody else. I, I hope it gets better for everybody. Right. I really do. Maybe possibly we'll see some type of relief uh, with all this inflation. I don't know. If it's coming soon, we'll have to just wait and see. But um, the thing is, like, if the cost of living goes down, is the cost of Disney going to go down? Uh, no. I mean, when was the last time you saw something reduce in price? I don't think I've ever seen no reduced in price. But if the cost of living goes down, a Disney experience, right. you know, in Orlando continues to be a little bit more disposable income, you know, attainable. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It a little more yeah. disposable. Those are good. Those are two fantastic emails. I really love these. And I'm so glad that you guys sent all of these in. Now, if you have an opinion about what's been going on with the price increases at Disney or anything that we've talked about today, you can uh, give us a call and leave a voicemail. 408-909-3960. That's 408-909-DW60. Or you can send us an email, dw60 at srsounds.com. Not only do we have the emails today, but what? guess what? We also have a birthday. A birthday! I love birthdays. All right. Happy birthday. It's your birthday. Here's a birthday message. Hi, Jeff Nicole. Hello. My husband, Lance, and I really enjoy listening to your show. I'm so excited because we will be at Disney World on October the 24th to celebrate his 55th birthday. He's looking forward to riding Guardians of the Galaxy and Ratatouille since we haven't been on those rides yet. And we will be at the Halloween party at the Magic Kingdom on the 25th. Another first for us. I would just like to wish him a very happy birthday and to tell him how much I love him. This is our 20th, I think, trip to Disney World. And I look forward to the next 20 plus more Nicole, I hope you feel better. Thanks. Thank you. That is from Sherry Fegley. I love it. Sherry, thank you so much for sending that email to us. Lance, my man. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you, celebrating 55. Heck yeah. I'm curious to know what you guys think of the Halloween party. If this is your first time going, but your 20th trip to Walt Disney World, what you think about these like almost after hour type events yeah, and, and the, the value of them. Plus at the same time, what took you so long? Oh my gosh, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. You're going to keep going back year after year after year. That's what Nicole says. <laughs> so of course, uh, Lance, we gave you that heck yeah and you're going to get those. I haven't gotten new sparkles in so long. Sparkles! Sparkles for you. <laughs> you got a birthday or anything if you want to give a shout out to somebody that's in your family. Um, whether it's a birthday, anniversary, or anything. Like I said, give us a call, 408-909-DW60. So for everybody out there celebrating a birthday, this message is for you. Hiya, pals. We heard it was somebody's birthday. Oh, Mickey, I love birthdays. Me too. <laughs> and guess what? Donald and Daisy brought a special cake for you. Donald. Ready, everyone? On the count of three. One, two, three. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Happy, happy birthday to you! Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Happy, happy birthday to you! Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. Sorcerer Radio.
csrsounds.com. That sound means it is time for the end of our show. We want to thank everybody for taking a little time out of their day to find out what's happening at the Walt Disney World Resorts right here on DW60. If you need to get in contact with us, there's a lot of different ways to do it. Tell them how. You can find us on Facebook, DW60 Press Row Facebook page. We're on Instagram at DW60 Press Row. We chat live during the show every Friday morning while it airs on Sorcerer Radio over in the Sorcerer Radio Discord. And you can find us over on Patreon, DW60's Press Row Podcast. If you want to send us an email, it's DW60 at SRSounds.com or leave us a voicemail at 408-909-DW60. For you Sorcerer Radio listeners, if you didn't get to hear all of the show, don't worry. The replay is going to happen tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, over on SRSounds.com or the Sorcerer Radio app that you can download for Android and Apple devices. We definitely encourage you to do that and have an opportunity to listen to all the shows on Sorcerer Radio as well. Coming up after the show for you SR listeners, DW60 Music Row will be going on. Got some great tracks for you to play during that hour. What else do I have? You're listening to the podcast. Hey, thank you so much. We definitely appreciate it. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, we'd appreciate those five-star ratings, and we would love for you to leave us a review what you think of the show. While you're at it and you're listening, share the show with your friends. Post about it on social media. The more that you guys talk about it, the more the information gets out there to everybody, and that's what we are looking to do. It is getting out there. It is getting the out sh- there. The word of the show is spreading. <laughs> Obviously, the show is getting out there. We appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> In whatever way, the it's good, getting the out. bad, all of it. Yeah, throughout it all. It doesn't matter. <laughs> we appreciate all of our listeners, and uh, we uh, we love what we do. We love talking about Disney. Mm-hmm. So until next time, this is Sorcerer Radio, all Disney music all day long, srsounds.com, and we hope that you have a magical day.